Hi, this is Debbie Happy Cohen. You're listening to a podcast called Mine, and it's about reclaiming your time, your energy, and your life. Today, I want to talk about the difference between spirituality and psychology and how important it is to understand both so that you do not deny the truth of your being. So here's the deal. Imagine trying to put, to hold down a beach ball in the ocean. Imagine trying to hold down a beach ball in the ocean, in any body of water, really, in a bathtub. It's nearly impossible. This is what many people try to do with their feelings and with their thoughts. And whenever you try to suppress your feelings or thoughts, doesn't mean you need to act on them. But whenever you try to suppress them by making them wrong, by being afraid of them, by abandoning them, um, what you're doing is you're putting a face mask on your own sense of, on your own experience. You're putting a face mask on your, on your own experience. And that is not a loving thing to do. When it comes to spirituality, deep spirituality, where you really get to understand the essence of who you are, which is timeless and shapeless and uh, spaceless, like it's just everywhere and everything, it is infinite love, there are no thoughts or feelings from that sense of self. And what I used to do that I so glad I learned not to do, and that's why I'm giving you a heads up. What I used to do is I used to suppress my feelings and thoughts because I know I'm one with all. And that in some, some people call that um, spiritual bypassing. Both are important. So if somebody says to you, well, you shouldn't feel bad about that, or you shouldn't feel sad, or you shouldn't be so judgmental, that is, uh, that is like an authoritative uh, shudder. It's an authoritative shudder. And when you hear that, I want you to gently, uh, if you feel bad about how you feel when you feel shudded on, I want you to take off your mask and fire that authority and say, thank you for sharing. You are a shaming witness. You are making me feel small and bad. And I am replacing you because it's my mind, my time, my, my authority. I'm replacing you with a loving witness. I am made of love. And that means I can witness anything in my life. Whatever thoughts arise are totally fine. I can witness everything from love. Whatever feelings arise, they're totally fine. And by doing that, I practice honoring myself. I practice being present to myself. And then let's say I have desires show up. Like for me, I have huge desires. I have so many desires about how my relationships, the quality of my relationships, about wanting to make a difference in the world in a really big way. And because those desires are so big, um, you know, if somebody's in front of me and, and, and I'm having lunch with them, let's say, and, um, and they say something like, oh my God, I am so stupid. I will say to them, please don't speak that way around me. It's not, it's not healthy for your mind or my mind. 
it's it's a shaming voice and because humans are humans we mirror each other so if one person is afraid um that that feeling of anxiety will transfer to other people around them if one person has a more um solid sense of self and and uh, especially if they're the authority in the room and they're like they're just calm and at ease and you're not feeling a conflict like you're not feeling like they're pretending you feel like oh yeah that they've got this okay that is also contagious and so one of the things i feel really passionate about right now is you know what if the world could be filled with loving witnesses and the only way to do that is to be a loving witness to yourself first, because if you think about the range of emotions, um, the goal, the goal of any really great coach or counselor, psychologist, um, clergy person, if they're really, really good, if they're really um, coming from love, the goal is to like have a, a bandwidth of emotions that you can handle all of them. So if I am shameful of feeling powerless then in myself, then if you show up and you feel powerless, I'm going to shame you without even meaning to. I might look at you the wrong way. I might be like, oh, please like make that conversation go away. But if I can handle my feeling of powerlessness and you show up and I go, oh yeah, I know that one, then you feel safer in my presence. And so that's what it means to be a loving witness. If you think about joy, there are some people that if I'm too joyful around them, they don't like it. It makes them feel really uncomfortable because they're not comfortable inside of their own joy. And I'm still learning. I'm still growing. There are certain levels of joy in me that make me uncomfortable. Kind of like if you're driving a car too fast and it's not like a race car and all of a sudden the whole car will start shaking. I'll start shaking if there's too much joy. But then I I offer myself um, the compassion of, oh my gosh, okay, I'm human. Yes, there's a divineness that I also am. And that's the paradox. It's like, oh, I should be able to handle all all that amount of joy, all that quality of joy. Um, But they're, they're just new horizons, right? And so when you, when you, grow and you expand your ability to um, be open to all of your feelings and all of your thoughts, then all of a sudden you're set free to not have to control any of them. You're not trying to uh, hold a, a beach ball under the water anymore. And what I have noticed with my clients and my friends is that the more they become a loving witness to all of their feelings and thoughts, the more each one comes up and they go, oh, that's okay. That one's okay. It's okay. Whatever it is, I'm witnessing it. Um, the freer they become, I've noticed that they have less obsessions, compulsions, and addictions. I mean, in a really real way. And I mean, really f- fast. They'll get off psych, uh, psych meds. Um, and I don't tell them to. I, don't, I do not tell them to. I'm like, whatever you're doing, it's all right. Whatever you're doing, it's all right. You're coming to me for support. I'm going to support you by being a loving witness to you. And as I do that, and as they kind of unmask themselves, they take the face mask off, um, they feel more at home in themselves and not so exhausted and in pain to have to run to something to make the pain go away. So do I feel anxiety sometimes? Absolutely. And the higher I go in my own growth, sometimes anxiety hits me in the weirdest times. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I, I, I released a whole bunch of other stuff. And part of me doesn't feel safe right now because um, 
I am not familiar with this. I'm in unknown territory. And what I've learned about the nervous system is that the nervous system is geared for safety and the unknown is not safe. And so I have to let the nervous system just be what it is and allowed to be as it is, like kind of like at ease, soldier, at ease, at ease, at ease. It's okay. And so letting those moments, and sometimes they last for hours or days, letting those moments go through, being okay with it, not having to figure it out. Um, it's just part of the process of growing. Um, so how does this relate to mine? Your thoughts, your feelings, your experience, they are yours. Your desires, they are yours. And I want you to honor whatever shows up in you as simply the story of life showing up as you. And you're worthy of, of honoring that story. And you're also worthy of the freedom of not being attached to that story. So that's, that's kind of like, there's a little bit of tension in that uh, paradox between spirituality and, and, um, and psychology. There's a paradox in there. I have all these feelings and thoughts. I am not my feelings and thoughts. Um, and so you begin to identify as your own essence. And the more you do that, the more free you become to respond to each moment with energy, with authenticity, with truth inside of yourself. So I'll, I'll close with this. Uh, one of the things I keep uh, repeating to myself because I'm just so blown away by it, um, Gabor Mate, Dr. Gabor Mate wrote a book called The Myth of Normal. And the essence of this book is basically the reason that people get traumatized is because they, they learn as children that they need to trade their authenticity for attachment. They need to trade their, authentic, their, their authentic response for a feeling of connection because they know if they don't feel connected, if they don't feel attached, they will not be safe. And so they trade their authenticity. If mommy doesn't want them to be angry, they learn not to be angry. If mommy doesn't want them to be, or whoever, not, I'm not just blaming mommies. It's, it's a cultural thing. Um, if, if you be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. And then all of a sudden you start unraveling all this and you go, you know what? I'm not a quiet person. I'm a loud person. I'm an opinionated person. Me personally, I come from, uh, an Iraqi Jewish family. I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm loud and I am opinionated. And that was not welcomed in my family. And so the more I own that, the more I feel at home in myself, in this life, in this particular way of being. I don't know why I'm like that and other people have a more quiet disposition. So I'm, I'm inviting you into a deeper, authentic relationship with yourself so that inside of yourself, you don't have to ever trade your authentic experience in order to feel connected with yourself, in order to feel honoring of yourself in order to feel love toward yourself. My wish, my prayer is that the highest authority in your being is a loving witness. That the highest authority in your being is a loving witness. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.